Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the two-game NBA main site on Monday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. And I also make videos for NBA Top Shot. Be on the lookout for my channel for more Top Shot content coming very, very soon. Possibly even tomorrow. Uh, if you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, they're also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you could leave a five-star rating and review, that would be help. That would help me out a ton. If you're interested in signing for premium content, offer that on Patreon.com and esports package that includes Call of Duty and CS:GO. And I also offer an NBA package where we break down, you know, the the main slate as well as the late showdown slate. And finally, I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring this episode. If this is your first time watching my videos, or you're not familiar with Prize Picks, there are two different ways you can play. So the first way, the original way, is you take over-under on fancy points. So they'll post, like, fancy scores. And, again, you either take over-under. So I'm beat 55, right? Do you like the under or the over? For me, it's the over. I think he's been dominating so far in this series as long as the game says competitive. I think Embiid goes over 55. You can also play single stat, right? So this should be – let's refresh the single stat uh, and go back to NBA. It's not posted yet. Okay. So, but they'll they'll have that posted probably tomorrow morning where you can take over under on a points, uh, assist, rebounders, even three pointers made. So let's just take a look at some other ones for fantasy scores that I that I kind of like. So um let's see. You know, with with DeAndre Hunter out, I think you know Kevin Herter and Gallinari, those are the two guys that get the biggest boost minutes wise. 19 and 21 seem a little bit low for both of them. So Maybe get the over on both those two. Again, they, they should get more run, uh, again, with DeAndre Hunter out. Now, we do have news that after Danny Green is going to be out for a little bit. So my guess is going to be a combination like Shake Milton and Korkmaz that get those minutes. We'll see who, who ends up starting. If they do start Shake, like obviously I like the over there at 10. My guess, though, is he comes off the bench and maybe hovers in the 20-minute range. The one concern there, though... With Shake Milton, is it still feels like Doc Rivers might go with the hot hands. So if he struggles, they go to Maxi, they go to George Hill, right? So there's still some risk there. Let's see. In game two, um, again, they have Mike Conley posted. I'm still guessing he doesn't play. If he doesn't play, I'm looking to the over on Ingles and Clarkson. They get the biggest minutes bump plus the biggest usage bump, and obviously Mitchell as well. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Pat Beverly, 11 and a half. He's not looked good. <laughs> he has not looked good when he's been out there. So. And the Clippers have been messing with the rotation. I think his mitts could go down here. It's so maybe like the under on a guy like Pat Beverly. All right. Um, and, and finally, I just want to give you guys uh, a, a special shout out to all you guys coming in and checking out the YouTube videos every day, hitting that like button, the live streams, and hitting the like button. Again, it helps me out more than you know. Uh, and uh, thank you to all the Super Chats as well in, in the live streams and everyone on Twitter. We had a couple of big nights, so congrats to you guys. And yeah, if you guys do enjoy this content, if you could, Leave the like button on this video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload videos and you know when I go live because I will be going live tomorrow. Make sure to check out that live stream. I'll break down the slate again and answer any questions you guys have. Let's try to aim for 150 likes on this video. Uh, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. All right, so before we talk about players and the prices for this two-game slate, we can look back on up here from Sunday slate. So Sunday got pushed out of the cash at the very end. A uh, little bit tilted about it, but... It is what it is. So first game, continue to stack it. It continues to blow out. Oh, man. That series so far, this is, this is the series that's the most excited to watch. We've had blowout, blowout. Game three goes under 65 points in the total, and then blowout the other way. <laughs> oh, man. Tilted for sure. Um, you know, the one letdown here for me was Bruce Brown. Um, obviously, I did not expect seven first half minutes. 
Thank you very much, Steve Nash. And then he gets benched in the second half, too. Doesn't start. So that was definitely tilting after 38 minutes the previous game for Bruce Brown. Again, I wasn't expecting 38, but I was thinking over 30 probably. And he got his mitts slashed by a lot. So uh, a little bit frustrated. He was very popular, 61%. If I just go Jay Crowder there over Brown, which I definitely could have, um, I'm having a massive night. I'm in you know the top probably 2%. So uh, one, one, one switch like that can make a huge difference. But it is what it is. A Drew Holiday, again, obviously – uh, you know, they got hurt by the blowout. Losing losing about four minutes is massive. From from KD, from Middleton, from Drew Holiday, huge, right? If they play those final four minutes, it, it's probably a different slate. I'm probably in the cash even with Bruce Brown. So the blowout hurt. Obviously, it was a little bit tilted, too, of Steve Nash pulling the plug very early. Down by only 15 with five minutes left, and he pulls the starters. I would have got that if it was a regular season game, but in the postseason, they definitely still had a chance. So, yeah, I, I think that was 100% the wrong uh, move there by Steve Nash. Um, let's see. Brooke Lopez, that was a pretty pretty uh, easy value play. He was 80% owned. Not surprised at all. That, that was too cheap for him. Talked about Chris Paul, how he was, he was a must for me. Uh, only 73%. I actually thought it would have been a little bit higher. Went for 54 fancy points. You guys knew I really like Barton, and I hinted at that he might start. He did end up starting. He went for 38 fancy points, only 45% owned. And then Cam Johnson was my filler play. He was all right for 12 fancy points. I wasn't expecting a ton. But, yeah, that's it, guys. Again, Bruce Brown, uh, that game's his competitive. I'm probably cashing. Or I just switched Jay Crowder to Bruce Brown. It's a massive night for me. But, yeah, I know a lot of you guys had had some good good nights. So, uh, congrats to all of you. And let's see if we can keep it rolling for this two-gamer. All right, so 76ers and Hawks, a 225.5 over under. 76ers, 3.5-point favorites. And Jazz Clippers, 223.5 over under. Clippers, 4.5-point favorites. We'll start off with Philadelphia. And, I mean, Joel Embiid, he continues to be lower owned than he should, in my opinion, in these two gamers. He was 10% here, like 30% here. I think he's only like 50% in this one. I'm fine going right back to him. Uh, It's just because... He's going to play, like, in a competitive game, he's going to play 38 minutes. So, yeah, I really, really like Embiid here. Probably my favorite spend up on the board. With Tobias and Ben Simmons, they're both secondary plays for me. If you land on either of them, I don't think it's the worst idea, but they don't, like, really stand out, right? Tobias is going to play big minutes. Same with Ben Simmons, but they just seem, again, price, price right. Uh, South Korea 5-1 also seems like a fair price for him. Should play about 30 minutes. A little bit more, more light in the scoring, which makes him somewhat risky. But, yeah, fair play, too. Dwight Howard at 3-6. I mean, could he get it done in, like, 10 minutes on the bench? Sure. I mean, he's a decent point for a guy. But I don't think i target him unless you think this is a blowout or, like, Embiid gets in early foul trouble. Now, where it gets interesting here is who's going to fill in for, for Danny Green. I think it's going to be a combo mainly of Maz and Shake Milton. So Maz at 3-5. He played 27 minutes at last game. He is very reliant to scoring. My guess is he picks up the start. If he does, I think he makes her a pretty solid value. Again, the only issue is he is super, super reliant on the scoring. Maxi's basically been out of the rotation last couple games, so hard to trust him. Uh, and Shake Milton got 20 minutes. He played really well two games ago, was already in 21 minutes. Um, so I think it's a combination of Milton and Korkmaz that, that pick up the slack there. I like both for value. I think George Hill probably picks up a couple extra minutes too. I think he goes a little bit lower owned of those of that bunch. And then Thibel, because his defense, probably he gets around 20 minutes. But again, he kind of needs those peripheral stats, those block steals to really get there. All right, so let's move on to Atlanta. And Trey Young at 9-2, kind of a must-win game right down 2-1. Uh, I think they need to win this game if they have a chance in the series. 
Back-to-back, you know, just subpar games, 43 and 44 fancy points. Obviously, it's not the best matchup for Trey, but I do kind of like him here. I think he's going to come out a little more aggressive on the offensive end here, even in a tougher matchup. So do like Trey at the top. Once again, I'll continue to pass in Capella against Embiid. Don't really want to go there. The secondary plays for Atlanta, I think, look pretty good for the prices. So Bogdan's been pretty safe, should play big, big minutes. Um, you know, had a couple subpar games, 27 and 26. But besides that, he's been giving going over 30 every single night. So I think he's a safer option. Same with John Collins. Should play around, you know, 33 to 35 minutes. He's a guy that's a decent rebounder, can score the ball. I think he makes for a pretty solid play in the mid-range. And then Herter Gallinari. This duo gets a big bump with no DeAndre Hunter. Gallinari actually played a little bit more last game. He played 30, 26 and 30 minutes for him, back-to-back games. Well, Kevin Herter was the absolute chalk and was a massive bust. One of six shooting, only five fancy points, also four fouls. I'm not super worried about it. I do think Herter bounces back here and probably pushes for 30 minutes. So it's a combo of Herter, Gallinari, I think are good, decent values as well. I'm not going to go to Solomon Hill, who probably starts but only plays you know 10 to 15 minutes. And then Lou Williams at Lou Williams at 3-1, I think it's around 10 to 15 minutes on the bench. I guess it's not the worst play because he's a good offensive player, but that's where I'm at for the Atlanta Hawks. So let's move on to Utah and the Clippers. And the Utah side, Conley still questionable. If I had to guess, I don't think he'll be ready for this one because it's that hamstring. With that being said, Mitchell, I think it makes for a really good play at the top. He rolled that ankle but was available to return. I, I mean, the only thing to really worry about with Mitchell is the ankle. If he plays his full minutes here and this game stays close, I think he makes for a really good play at 9K, right? He missed a lot of that fourth quarter and still went for 47 fancy points. So I like Mitchell a lot there at the top. Rudy Gobert, the price dropped a little bit at 7-4. I mean, he should be able to dominate against this small ball front court, but he really hasn't, right? 29, 29 fancy points through the last three games. I think it's a fair play. You guys know I don't like playing Gobert, but... You got to figure, like, again, he should be able to eat the glass. He really just – he hasn't had the one big game yet in, in the series. And Conley himself, if he does play, I probably would pass on. I think they would limit his minutes. But, again, if he's out, it's it's Clarkson and Ingles to get the biggest boots. So Clarkson did play over 30 minutes last game. He had a subpar shooting game. Uh, but I still think he's a decent tournament play. I think Ingles looks a little bit better point per dollar, 5K. Should get around 30 minutes. Uh, had a better shooting game the last time out. So, again, Ingles, Clarkson, the two guys that get the biggest usage bump there with uh, Mike Conley if he's out. Bojan, a 5-6. You know, what a bad shooting game. That's that's the issue with Bojan, right? He, if he doesn't shoot the ball well, he has a low floor. But the minute should be there for him. So And and the prices come down to a point where it's like, okay, I'm actually fine if you want to roll the dice on him. Like, he's going to play 35-plus minutes. He's actually been a, doing a good job defensively, too. And then Royce O'Neal. Like, he's been good defensively, too. He should play big minutes. So, Really, I'm pretty high, actually, a lot of these secondary plays for the Jazz. Like, if, if there's no Conley, uh, I think Clarkson, Bojan, Ingles, Royce all look pretty good. Probably not getting to Niang. And then Favors should play the backup five. He's not been great last couple of games, but normally he's a pretty decent point for a guy. So if you need some of the flat man price, I think Favors is the guy you look to. All right, so let's finish up with the Clippers. Kawhi and Paul George at the top. I definitely prefer Paul George for the discount. $1,400 cheaper. Um, he should play about 40 minutes in a competitive game. 37 fancy points in a game. He shot 4 of 17, and then 49, 45. I do like Paul George a good amount there at that price. Kawhi Leonard still in play too, but again, I would rather take the discount on, on Paul George. I think he looks better point per dollar. With a guy like Reggie Jackson, I think we get about 30 minutes from him. He's been shooting the ball really well in this series. I think he's a pretty. I think he makes for a pretty good play in the mid range. Again, they need kind of his offense. He's he's been their number three guy so far. 
Now, they did start the small ball lineup last game with Batum and Morris. Assuming Batum starts again, I like him for value because he played 35 minutes. And I... <laughs> I've been hammering this home. I think Batum should be playing more in the series. I do. I think he's a really good player right now. Um, a 3 and D guy that's, again, good defender, can knock down some shots. I like Batum if he starts again at 4-5. As I mentioned, Morris as well. He got his minutes cut only to 22. But I do think we if they start small, that Morris and Batum probably push for over 30 minutes in this game if it stays close. So I like both the combo, Batum, Morris, or value. Zubach, I would I would assume he comes off the bench um, and get around 15 minutes, which makes him playable. Obviously, it's risky-er targeting him off the bench, but I still think he's someone that's in play because he's a decent point printed guy. Rondo went from 28 minutes to a DNP. So the, the bench on the Clippers is just super hard to trust. Ty Lue's been messing the rotations. He's been you know going back and forth with some guys. So you just don't know. Like I would not be surprised if Rondo plays in this game and plays 20 minutes and crushes like no ownership. I-, I could see it happening, right? Whereas like Pat Beverly, yes, he's gotten minutes last couple games, but like he has not played well. I do not think he should be on the court. I think he is. Uh, yeah, he should not be playing. I would rather have Rondo out there. I'd rather have Terrence Mann out there than a guy like Pat Beverly. He just brings nothing into the court, in my opinion. A Luke Kennard at three two. You know, minutes kind of all over the place too. Twenty nine, then ten, then seventeen. I mean, I'm thinking around 15-ish minutes. If he shoots well, maybe they send him a little bit, but definitely a risky GPP only play. And then Terrence Mann, basically DNP first couple games, and then 22 minutes the last game. So it's like, what is going on in this bench rotation, right? If I had to guess, I would say Mann gets somewhat similar minutes because he, I think, played decent, but it's just hard to trust. It really is. Like, I would also not be surprised if Mann gets a DNP here. Again, Tyler Lue just seems to be messing the rotations too much, so... I really, I, you can't go to anyone with confidence on the bench for the other Clippers, in my opinion. And then Boogie Cousins, he also got a DNP last game. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of my matter with the Clippers. I think, you know, the top two guys look good. I think Reggie's a solid play in the mid-range. Batum and Morris, if they both start again, I think are good values. The rest, it's just really hard to trust what the minutes are going to be like for the bench guys, for the Clippers. All right, but that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, I would really appreciate if you hit the like button on the video, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you know when I upload videos and you know when I go live. Again, I will be live tomorrow. Make sure to check it out, guys. Thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.